Welcome everyone, and thank you for joining me for another Worship Wednesday, otherwise known as the halftime. In the same way teams have a halftime in the middle of their game to huddle in the locker room with their team, get inspiration and correction, wisdom from their coach. We are taking these Wednesdays as the half of our week, our halftime, regardless if the first half was amazing or tragic. And we are taking this halftime to get into God's word for a few moments and see what it is he has for us. In the middle of our busy, crazy life, uh, having a halftime is essential. Like I said, it doesn't matter if things are going great or things are tragic. The halftime always happens. So today, I want to get in. Well, I should say today's devotion is going to be in the book of Psalms. And it's Psalm 50. And this is something that is certainly more of a correction, where it hinges on last week's and continues a little bit here today. So today, I wanted to jump into this verse here in Psalms, because I find that as I look on social media and I I see the type of Christians that there are, things with progressive Christianity and such. There's so many different things going on. And I, I, I want to take this time for us to check ourselves. I, I once preached a sermon called Check Your Jesus. And the idea for that title, <laughs> uh, the idea for that title came from when I shared the gospel for the first time. I was saved in less than a year and I was reading the Bible every day. Um, I was even having crazy dreams. It was just a very interesting time. And I remember the first time I, I went to a party after I got saved and I didn't know anything about uh, the gospel in the same sense that I do now. I just knew very what I was reading. And so me and this, this drunk kid uh, were talking about Christ. And at the end of the conversation, he was like, well, I like my Jesus because my Jesus lets me do whatever I want. And I always thought that was interesting to me because I I knew what he said, but I didn't understand. But obviously now, as a more mature Christian, I'm looking at that and I'm like, man, I've, I've still, <laughs> I've never seen anybody uh, so blatantly, at least until more recently, years, but I've never seen anyone make an idol and call it Jesus, right? And it, it seems so far-fetched. But as we look at everything, sometimes we have to check ourselves, right? Last week, I I, I spoke about uh, us who are been saved for a while and looking at Christians who are struggling and looking at them and be like, are you guys are not saved because you're doing X, Y, and Z. Meanwhile, we were literally in the same place they were. And now we can't have no mercy or grace or anything like that um, or understanding why why they're in that predicament. But... Here, I want to talk about the other side of that, like the Christians or maybe those who aren't Christian who are just like fans of Jesus but not followers of Jesus. Um, And I think this verse here, it it kind of separates everyone, right? So here in uh, Psalms 50 verse 15, it says, Call on me in a day of trouble and I will rescue you. And this is where it stops for so many believers. And you need to ask yourself, 
is this you? Now, the rest of this verse says, call on, well, the whole thing together says, call on me in a day of trouble and I will rescue you. And right after it says, and you will honor me. Now, I find that we are in a place where so many people are doing what that young man did and they're making idols and calling them Jesus so that they look Christian, but they've never given their lives to him. And the reason is, is because they want to call on him in a day of trouble, but they don't want to honor him. Right. And it says it with their with their life, the blatantness. There's no sanctification happening. There's no struggling. There's just complacency. Right. It's like they're just completely complacent. There's no struggle. It's one thing to struggle with sin. It's one thing to literally be fighting almost like an MMA style fight with your sin just to try to overcome it. However, it's another to just completely be complacent and okay with where you are because Jesus met you there, right? Where many people will talk about how Jesus met with the prostitutes and the gang members and all these things. He met with them, right? In the beginning, they were prostitutes. In the beginning, they were drug addicts. In the beginning, they were. But that is not who they were after they met him. And some, so many times we can, so many people play on words in this area where it's like, man, we got to be careful, right? We have to be careful with how we share the gospel. We need to be clear. We, 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 there's so many different voices that are teaching people like, hey, you know, you're a Christian. You're not a sinner. <laughs> Jesus, you know, you're a Christian. You're not a sinner, right? They're, they're looking and saying, listen, I, I've heard more pastors give sermons on what Jesus can do for you, right? In the sense of like giving you things versus what Jesus did for you and what that means from you. Like it's, it's two things like Jesus died so that you could be free from the bondage of sin. All you have to do is give your life over to Christ. Call on the Lord and repent just give it to him. And they're like, oh, I'll call on the Lord, but I'm not changing my life for Jesus. I still want to stay in my drug addiction, in my pornography, in my homosexuality, in my drugs, in my whatever the case is, right? Let's find an excuse so I can stay here because maybe the Bible doesn't say something X, Y, and Z so clearly, we, we have to be so careful. We have to check our Jesus, right? I know that sounds very slangy, but it's so true because there are so many counterfeits. You need to check your Jesus if your Jesus lets you do whatever you want. If the last time you felt like you had a conviction was when somebody was giving you correction, you felt like, oh, I don't know, I don't think God wants me to be at this church because someone is confronting your sin, right? If you only want to go to a church where everything, like they don't challenge you or anything like that, it's you're comfortable there because it's easier to hide, right? Some of us go to big churches because it's easier to hide, right? You don't really have to communicate with anyone. You don't have to go to small groups. 
no one's really invested in your life like that because it's so big. You can just hide and say you're a Christian and maybe do some outreaches and, you know, but you're struggling. Your marriage is in disarray. All the people you've been dating have been uh, uh, trash, essentially, right? Um, and your thoughts and your minds and the depression and the suicidal thoughts and the addiction, all these different things are, are suffocating you because you either, one, you don't know how to surrender it or you are too afraid to surrender it because you have gotten comfortable and it's all that you know. Or you find yourself as one of those people who they just don't want to give it up. Like, I will not surrender over my son. I don't see a reason that I have to change. In fact, I'm going to find every loophole and excuse why I'm going to stay the same. And there's just so many different traps, so many different places that people are in today that you have to check your Jesus. Because checking your Jesus, making sure that you are uh, uh, saved, making sure that you are following Christ and not like your imagination. You didn't create an idol on your own, uh, of your own design and label it Jesus because it's easier. There's no conviction, right? I mentioned it, you can go and get lost in a big church, but you can also be in a small church and just pretend because it's easy, you know? It's easy to say, hey, brother, hey, sister, how you doing? But never deal with, like, the heart of the issue, not dealing with the soul brokenness, right? Trying to fake it until you make it your healing. Those things don't work. And it, it's like we, like we see what Jesus can do. But some of us just want our own life aside from that. That's like a child who who has a loving home but chooses to go the hardest way possible because they just they feel like no your love and your limitations on some things it, you're just trying to restrict me from living life and I need to be free not realizing like that there's a there's free and foolishness and there's free and safety, right? There's free and growth and there, there's, there's different types of free and they're not all free. <laughs> Freedom comes with a, a cost. But ultimately, we have to check and see where we are with God and see which one of these paths we find ourselves in. Are we somebody who is really following God and we are just, it has not been the best week you know, I haven't read, I haven't prayed, I haven't I haven't been where I'm supposed to be. Then it's it's time for you to correct that. As long as you're alive, you've that grace is there, that mercy, and that the second chance. Just restart and start doing it right now. Right? Whatever you haven't given to God, give to God right now. In this moment. If you find yourself that you're 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 in that middle place where it's like like you want to surrender everything but you're afraid maybe you've given your life to Christ but you feel like because you've messed up in your walk that you are unworthy of his forgiveness thinking that oh since you've fallen that's it no the Bible is clear 
that you are going to fall. You are 100% going to mess up. In fact, the Bible is full of people who mess up all the time in awful ways. But the Bible says, the righteous man falls seven times and rises up again. Right? It's you have to push. That's that process of sanctification. You're not doing it on your own. You're not doing it in your own strength. Right? You don't have to rely on your own wisdom and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Right? We don't have to do it on our own. Right? God, he will send the right people around. He will, you know, we, we ask him for those things. He will help build us up. Or do we find ourselves as the person who Jesus met me at this place? And so that's where I am because he met the prostitutes there. Man, we got to be careful. I, I, I would encourage you if you find yourself in any of these places to move accordingly. You know, those first two places, listen, give God your burdens. Repent from whatever it is and start today anew. But if you find yourself in that last part where you think that I will call on the Lord in a day of trouble and I know he will rescue me, but I do not have to surrender my life to him. I don't have to give up my homosexuality. I don't have to give up my drug use. I don't have to give up my none of those things. You are deceiving yourselves. Check your Jesus this afternoon and make sure that your walk aligns with what the word of God says. And if you find yourself trying to find reasons why you can do something, uh, why why you can't do something, you're like you're looking for, like a lawyer, you're looking for loopholes, be cautious. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. I just want to pray with you real quick before we get out of here. Uh, man, uh, I, I do pray that this reached you guys where you were at. I pray that you share it and um, share it on your Instagram, all those different things. But I pray that it blesses you. So Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for everyone who's listening. I thank you for your word and how it always reaches us in our time of need, in our specific season, in our specific time and circumstance. God, I thank you that you are faithful and intentional, even when we are not. I thank you that your grace never runs out. Lord, even though sometimes our grace with other people runs out, I pray you help us to grow, to stay strong, and to remain faithful to your word. Lord, help us to check the Christ we say that we serve. If we do not serve the Christ who is died on Calvary, Lord, who died for our sins and rose again on the third day, Lord. But if we are serving some God who we've made our own image and called him by Jesus' name, God, I pray you would help us to repent of such things and truly give our lives to you so that we can see and experience what it actually is like to be free in Christ. Because your word says those who are free are free indeed. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I pray this is a blessing and have a good rest of the day.